the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, Joe is still Joe. Yeah, he's been doing a really good job of hiding. Hasn't done a press conference in a month or maybe more than that. But uh, when he comes out, uh, Joe Biden is can't miss TV. And there are leaders of the Me Too, Me Too movement admitting that they believe Tara Reid, but they're still voting for Joe anyway. We'll have that in a minute. So they apparently believe that Joe Biden makes up for being a sexual predator by being clueless and befuddled. We'll get to that in a second, too. But first, let's listen to Joe uh, on with his buddy Joe Scarborough, who would vote against Trump if Joe Stalin were running against him. Here it is. Look, Joe, over 600,000 dead. Many of them are people who are those 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 workers, those nurses, doctors, some of them. And we talk about that number like 600 plus thousand people. There's each six, and every six, one six, of them. 60,000. Yeah, 60,000. Six, I've been, I missed 60,000, over 60,000 dead. Yeah, he missed a little bit. Uh, with Joe, it doesn't seem like a harmless slip of the tongue. He said 600,000 twice there with lots of feeling. He's outraged. Uh, he's also in way over his head. And we still have six months to go here. It should be fun. Meanwhile, the guy who founded the website Politico, uh, Martin Tolkien, wrote a letter to the editor at the New York Times referring to an editorial that the Times had uh, released calling for investigating Tara Reid's claims, and he wrote, I totally disagree with this editorial. I don't want an investigation. I want a coronation of Joe Biden. So he doesn't even want to know if Tara Reid is telling the truth. And then there's Linda Hirschman. She's a New York Times columnist. The headline of her column is, I believe Tara Reid. Now, remember, this is the New York Times. I believe Tara Reid. I'm voting for Joe Biden anyway. And by the way, Linda has been uh, one of the loudest voices of the Me Too movement from the beginning. Here's a little bit of her column. Starts out with this. Let's be clear. I believe Tara Reid. I believe Anita Hill, too. Remember the buttons? I wore one. What's the constant here? Joe Biden, then the bumbling head of the Senate Judiciary Committee during the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings, now the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. So she... Uh, 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 agrees that he's a sexual predator and mentions that he's a bumbler and still she's voting for him. Uh, and then further on in the editorial or in the column, she says, we are now up to four corroborating witnesses, including one contemporary corroborating witness unearthed by Rich McHugh, who was Ronan Farrow's producer at NBC News during the Harvey Weinstein uh, Me Too reporting and one Larry King live tape. So stop playing gotcha with the female supporters of Mr. Biden or the Me Too movement, making them lie to the camera or perhaps to themselves about doubting her to justify their votes. I believe Ms. Reed and I'll vote for Mr. Biden this fall. And she says, I, I won't say it will be easy. In 1998, I was one of few establishment feminists to argue on behalf of Monica Lewinsky when the official representative of the movement, Gloria Steinem, threw her under the bus in the pages of the New York Times to protect Bill Clinton. Then she goes on to say, so what is the greatest good or the greatest harm? Mr. Biden and the Democrats he may carry with him into government are likely to do more good for women and the nation than his competition, the worst president in the history of the republic. Compared with the good Mr. Biden can do, the cost of dismissing Tara Reid, and worse, weakening the voices of future survivors, is worth it. She comes right out and says it. And she says, don't call me an immoral realist. Utilitarianism is not a moral abdication. It is a moral stance. And it may not be just, but I'm swimming away from Mr. Trump's sinking ship as hard as I can. I will have to vote for um, Mr. Biden. I hope I'm not going to drown anyway. So there you have Linda Hirschman, New York Times columnist. You got that? When we come back, government lockdown horror stories from California and Oregon. Stick around for that.
about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stagerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately, but something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go-anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Now we're all still dealing with the lockdown. Some places are worse than others, but things really seem to be out of control out on the West Coast where liberals are in charge just about everywhere. Victoria Taft lives out there. She was a, has a piece up at uh, PJ Media with the headline, California, we're all hostages now. And Victoria joins <laughs> us now. Thank you for being here. And uh, are we all hostages or just people in California? Well, I think to some extent we're all hostages. But in California, uh, the, he, the California governor is one of four governors that have decided to get together with uh, uh, those being the Washington Governor Jay Inslee, Kate Brown of Oregon, and the the Colorado 
governor, and they've decided to put their heads together on how best to keep everything locked down until such time, they see that it's uh, it's okay to open. And the okay to open part is what everyone's fuzzy about, because the fact of the matter is the guy doesn't know when he wants to open things up. He just complained yesterday about having another wave of coronavirus cases expected in the future, and he doesn't want to have to put California through that, even though we all knew that this was going to happen. So he's moving the goalposts, as it were. Uh, and so that's, uh, we, we said, we, we were promised that all we had to do was to close down, to flatten the curve, make sure that the hospitals in California aren't overwhelmed. Well, we've done that, fallen off the edge on the other side, and he's still playing loosey-goosey with the facts. And uh, now, of course, it's all about testing. So he's moved the goalpost that went from lockdown you can't buy guns, you can't do any number of things, and now all of a sudden he's decided that uh, testing is really the answer. Yeah, that's it, testing. So uh, this is where we are, and as a matter of fact, what happens is he's also stated this week in his updates on coronavirus that until California is in its totality ready to move forward and, and cases are down everywhere, um, we're now being held hostage in places where we have fewer cases to the um, rampant cases in, in other parts of California. And so we're all he- being held hostage for his, for, for his arrogance, petulance, and then changing the goalposts. It's, a, it's a really maddening. Yeah, the, um, the, the, uh, the moving goalposts, uh, seems to be a lot of that going around. We have the same thing here. Uh, we were told that, you know, it was all about flattening the curve here in Pennsylvania, and still the entire state is, is locked down now. Uh, Friday they're going to be um, removing the, moving, moving some counties from uh, red to yellow, and, uh, you know, everybody's hoping to get to green maybe by Christmas. Um, but um, we're not, oh, right, right now here where I am, we're in red. So, so what is happening out there now? Are, are, are the beaches uh, still empty, Victoria? I mean, they were well, they were empty. Then they were had people. Then they were people got mad. What, what's going on with that? Well, it's uh, in particular, it's in Orange County. The governor said yeah. he let a memo go out to all law enforcement agencies, county supervisors, and mayors, saying that I'm planning just by fiat to close down all the beaches in California. And his emergency declaration did not cover beaches. California has a unique relationship with the people on the issue of beaches in that they are fully accessible at all times because we own the beaches. So he was doing this in an unconstitutional move, but then uh, the, that was the night before he went on the air on one of his coronavirus updates and said, oh, I wasn't thinking about closing all the beaches. I just want to close Orange County beaches. And why did he want to close Orange County beaches? Well, not the fact that we have beautiful beaches here in Orange County, which is where I am. But in addition, uh, it was really all about this one piece of fake news, the photograph that was compressed photographed, the photograph that used like a three to 400 millimeter lens to show Newport Beach on an open day looking pretty crowded. And so everyone on Twitter, I happened to be on Twitter that day, and I was rolling my eyes going, can you not see what's going on here? It's the same thing they pulled in Jacksonville, where telephoto lens was used to sell the idea that the uh, beaches were way too crowded. And mm-hmm. so that's the same agenda uh, through Gavin Newsom. Uh, that's, he used all those people getting all upset. And said, oh, I'm going to close the Orange County beaches. And so he did that. And, and of course, there's, there's, no, there's no reason to do that. He had absolutely no so-called science and data to prove uh, why he should close them down. So he got sued. And today in, uh, he is supposed to respond to the lawsuit filed by a number of parties and explain his science and data behind the closures. My guess is he'll just make a bunch of stuff up and uh, say, well, I was well within my, my rights. But in the meantime, he started, quote-unquote, allowing local officials to reopen the beaches. And so I imagine some judge might say, well, it's a moot point. But no, he intentionally did it. He did it out of a fit of pique. He did it through uh, because it was petulant. And uh, so we'd like to know what science and data he was using to do that. And he's a, he's a former mayor, so... Um, he right. probably always wished he was a governor when he was mayor because he so maybe every once in a while uh, he didn't like the fact that the the governor 
was saying, uh, having him do things maybe he didn't want to do. So now he's showing that uh, he's going to have some fun while he's governor, and he, he's just uh, flexing his muscles a little bit. Oh, he thinks everybody's too stupid. They can't take care of themselves. Apparently, they're just right out of the womb. And until he came along as governor, they were just lost little sheep. So that's you're right. I mean, he he feels that they're just too stupid to live, and uh, he needs to tell them how to do it. No, I mean, um, I'm obviously overstating that, but that's really the way yeah. it feels. I mean, this is this is the fundamental difference between liberals and conservatives. Liberals don't trust anyone who doesn't agree with them. Mm-hmm. And conservatives trust people to run their own lives. And it doesn't matter what their political beliefs are. And that is just the fundamental difference between these groups of people that call themselves liberals and conservatives. And so when you have... We have governor like Gavin Newsom pulling these shenanigans. He did, oh, well, I'm just doing it for you. I'm just doing it for you because I know better than you do. You're just too silly. You're too dumb. And you know, I was talking to my, my gym guy, my trainer dude, yesterday. He has to shut down because, you know, we shan't have any exercise. God knows that won't help no, us stay healthy that. or anything. And um, and so uh, he, he, he was so angry about the fact that we couldn't walk on the beaches. He goes, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you want to get healing, going to the beach is a great idea. Going uh, swimming in the ocean is wonderful. Salt water has all these wonderful properties. And being out in the sun kills and it, yep. it acts as a, you know, it, it, it disinfectant. I mean, so, it, I mean, when you've got my liberal, my liberal um, trainer guy pissed off at the governor, excuse my French, oof, you, you've done a lot to really get back yeah. up. Yeah, I wonder how much backlash there's going to be from people who support idiots like uh, Newsom and people who voted for him. Um, but when they say the beaches are closed, that doesn't just mean you can't put a blanket out and, and lie around on the beach. You you can't you can't appear on the beaches. You're not allowed to set foot in the sand. I mean, what does that right. mean that the beach? Oh yeah, is closed? that's what they were doing. It was the dumbest thing in the world. It's like, wait a second, you don't? I can't go in the water. Oh, they wouldn't. You know, like the, in Southern California. There's quite a surfing subculture, sure. and there are surf there are surf teams on the local high schools, and kids are all doing distance learning. And one of the things they have to do uh, is to do PE credits. And I made a point that you know there are a lot of kids who'd love to be able to surf every day. They love it; it's their way of life. They're on the surf team. They have right. to do PE credits. Why don't you open it up so the doggone kids can surf? Oh, no. Well, we shouldn't have that. That that would be not appropriate. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, in walking on the beach, they wouldn't let anybody do that. And now they're doing it. We're supposed to be so thankful that we get to use the beaches between 6 and 10. And the reason we get to use the beaches between 6 and 10 Monday through Friday is because they don't want outsiders coming to go to the beach. And uh, I guess the uh, the great unwashed from the inland areas who yeah. are suffering through ninety degree heat they they don't want those people to come. It's it's uh, it's degrading and it's upsetting. Well, California is a pretty big state, um, and and we have counties Huge. here in Pennsylvania that I've talked about ad nauseum here that have and not too far from Pittsburgh uh, that have fewer than ten cases of the of the uh, virus, not deaths, cases, uh, and they're still on wow. lockdown. And so does California. I checked. Uh, I think I put it out on Twitter a few days ago. I, I went through a list of counties in California that had uh, like 16 cases of the virus, you know, 12. Um, but as it, they're still trying one size fits all out there. Are there any county oh, commissioners who are screaming and saying, you know, give me yeah, a break well, here? Yes, uh, Yuba County, and there's another county, his name I can't remember, and the governor went about berating them yesterday because they've opened up. They're irrespective of whatever he says. There's enough. Forget you, buddy. We're just going to open up. And so they've decided that he's just, he was just doing quite a tap dance and was hand wringing yesterday. I can't believe it. They're doing that because he was asked about it by a reporter. And uh, I thought it was hilarious, frankly. Orange County's uh, board of supervisors is apoplectic over his heavy handedness. On this thing, we've we've got a flat curve, went around off the other side of the the curve, and they're just going, look, we've held up our side of the bargain. That's all we said we were going to do. So uh, get out of our way. We do look like adults, don't we? We are elected officials, right? We were elected by these people here. (laughs) Get out of our way. So what's the army that he's promised to form? 
Oh, yes. Well, this is a 3,000-person army, uh, which will then be plussed up to 20,000 people who will be paid to spy on and track down people who have uh, tested positive for coronavirus to find out who, what, where, when, and where they're going. In the state of Oregon, I imagine that this is ultimately what they're going to do in the state of California as well, since mm-hmm. they're all comparing notes and finding out, quote-unquote, best practices. But if you want to go to a restaurant, you have to write your name down, and they have to be able to be able to contact you, and you have to write down all the contacts you've had. No, wait, Victoria, that that's day. in Oregon or California where the Army is? That's an oh, oh the army's in California. Yeah, yeah. okay. There, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I imagine Oregon will be announcing that pretty soon. But Oregon's announced that when you go to a restaurant, you have to write down the names of all the people you've seen, and you have to and 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 uh, I mean, like that day, I guess. Yeah. And um, and people are going; they're horrified. They're absolutely horrified. So I imagine that Gavin Newsom will do that as well, because they're as I said, they're all doing what the other is doing. And I mean, you cannot you cannot get a bigger collection of buffoons. As uh, Kate Brown of Oregon, um, uh, Jay Inslee of Washington, the hapless—you remember when he ran for president? He was a laughingstock. Well, you, right. you think he's funny as a presidential candidate? You ain't seen nothing yet until you've seen him as a governor. People and, keep and then, for uh, these people, you, though. I well, God, <laughs> I don't know. So, but, but uh, the I mean, government of Portland—you yeah. have a story. I'm, I'm getting a little short on time here. I want to make sure I get to this. Now, the government up there in, in Oregon, or I don't know if it's the Portland government or the state government, but, is providing ways for minorities to get away from whiteness. Somebody, What was that yes. all about? This is a constant theme in the city of Portland and Multnomah County in which the city of Portland resides. So this is a Multnomah County uh, uh, rule in which they have a special spot where if county employees feel that they need to get away from whiteness, and the oppressive white racism, then they can have their own safe space uh, where white people are not allowed. Now, I say white people not allowed because um, that's essentially what it is. They don't say that. They say anyone can come, and yet it's only for people of color. So yeah. you figure that, you, you circle that square for it. You know, I, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about there. Just unbelievable. And, so then um, this, is, this happens all the time. Yeah, and and so uh, before I go, I want to get back to Newsom because I loved his list of things. I, I I ran down his list, things that you're allowed to do. Uh, I was a little confused uh, as a sports guy. I was a little confused by you're allowed to throw a football, but it has to be a mini American football. I don't even know what a mini American football is as opposed to just a football. But anyway, uh, my two favorites were watch the sunrise and the sunset, and but I, then I think it was actually – the sunrise or the sunset? Are you only allowed to watch one of those, or can you watch both? <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to check? The other one was, you wanted, oh, you can kite surf. Well, that's great. If the beaches are closed, how do you get out to the surf to kite surf? I mean. Yeah. You can walk I, your dog. You can walk your dog. But Honestly. Not on the beach. When you, right. you know, of course, not on the beach during certain hours. We wouldn't want that. Um, and uh, there were a variety of other things that you could do. I thought the uh, fact that you could go out and um, you know, maybe p- play with your kids was nice of them. Right. I mean, the fact that he put this down on paper mm-hmm. is just amazing, astonishing amazing. to me. I have less than a minute left, Victoria, um, and I'm up against a hard break. You know how that works. Um, yeah. Uh, what's next? I mean, how much worse can it get before it gets better? About uh, 30 seconds. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they'll just keep doing what they're doing and move the goalposts again. Right now, I'm waiting with bated breath to find out how Gavin Newsom is going to explain away his science and data that he supposedly used to close Orange County beaches. And when he does explain that, which is due today to the court, I will be first among all all the folks to uh, write, write about it at PJ Media. Victoria Taft, PJ Media, always good to have you on. Thanks. Thanks, John. Okay, and we will be back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Senate is considering another Trump judicial nominee. Judge Justin Walker has been tapped to serve as a district court judge in his home state of Kentucky. Several U.S. production plants have been temporarily shuttered, and that has led to meat shortages with Wendy's pulling burgers off its menus and 
Costco limiting pork sales. Fake meat companies, meanwhile, are making their moves to capture some of those lost sales. Uber is cutting some 3,700 full-time workers, and its CEO will give up his base salary, with the nation largely still in lockdown. The San Francisco company says that the layoffs and related costs, like severance, will reach about $20 million. Stocks finishing mixed. The Dow lost 218 points today. The NASDAQ was up 45. The S&P dropped 20. This is SRN News. Go ahead, Amy. I'm listening. Where can I find some hand sanitizer and toilet paper? Did you hear me? Sorry, Amy. I'm a bit under the weather these days. How can that be? I've been practicing my social distancing. Are you kidding? There's no way I can keep six feet away from you. Whatever your hands touch ends up growing all over me. That makes sense. Keeping my phone clean is just as important as washing my hands. Will you please do me a favor and finally get me a phone soap? Without one, I'm afraid it's only a matter of time before I get you sick, too. Phone soap is the clinically proven and EPA-certified way to clean your phone, watches, and whatever else fits inside. In 10 minutes or less, Phone Soap cleans using UV light so it won't damage your screen like liquids or chemicals. Phone Soap safely kills 99.99% of all germs and bacteria, including the cold and flu virus. It's trusted and used by healthcare professionals everywhere. Demand for Phone Soap is at an all-time high. Go to PhoneSoap.com and use the code GERMS to secure a spot on our pre-order list and receive free shipping. Go to PhoneSoap.com. PhoneSoap.com today. Dan Proft believes we'll have to fight to get life back to normal. Watching the reopening and the requirements that are involved, some of the new requirements that are being imposed even during a reopening like is happening in Tennessee, you have to be mindful. The Knox County Health Department saying no communion, no hymnals, no Bibles at church service. So as I said, be mindful. You're going to have to fight these people to get your life back. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 at AM 1250. The answer. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Watch out for some police activity. 14th Street and Average at Merchant Street. Also in Scott Township, got an accident on Washington Pike at Hope Street. Police activity also on 51 near the Liberty Tunnels. You may see some lane restrictions there. Bigelow Boulevard remains closed for construction between Forbes and Fifth Avenues. And Wabash Tunnel, that is shut down till further notice. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Few clouds around tonight, low 35. Breezy tomorrow with a mixture of sun and clouds, high 61. Cloudy and cold tomorrow night, low 38. Periods of rain for Friday, colder, high 46. Saturday, cloudy, windy, and cold, high 45. Sunday, breezy in the morning, otherwise cool with clouds and sun, high 54. With your accurate forecast, I'm Brian May. 
Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the state of Illinois has been in the news uh, a lot during this uh, coronavirus fiasco. The mayor of Chicago took some heat for getting a haircut, a bad haircut, uh, when she had told everyone else to stay home and had the, all the barbershops and salons closed. And the governor, J.B. Pritzker, told a reporter that it was reprehensible for him to ask him a question about the governor's wife going to their $12 million beach house down in Florida after the governor had told everybody to stay home. Uh, and every time I hear the name Pritzker, I think of Gus Russo. In case you don't know who Gus Russo is, he's, he's an author of several books, including two of my favorites that I've ever read, Super Mob and The Outfit, and Gus joins us now. Gus, thanks for being here. Hey, my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. So the name Pritzker, I talked to you the other day when I called you to be on the show. I told you to jump out at me because I, I'm sure I read about a major gangster by that name, Abe Pritzker, uh, and I wanted to know if the governor of Illinois is related to Abe, the guy who showed up in your book. I believe it was uh, the outfit where Abe showed up. He was in the outfit briefly, but he was really a lot in Supermob. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was in both. But Supermob was the one, if you're interested in the Pritzker family, that's probably the first one to look at. And uh, you, you ask his relation to Abe, who founded the law firm Pritzker & Pritzker back in the old days. Uh, I believe he's Abe's grandson. Mm-hmm. Well, Abe, um, who, so, and then uh, Barack Obama appointed someone named Penny Pritzker to Secretary of Commerce. Same family? Oh, for sure, yeah. That's uh, uh, J.B.'s sister. Yeah, so you have the, the grandfather, Abe, who's, he, now he's, he was around, and he, I think I saw that he died in the, uh, I don't know when it was, but, it, but he, he, he was back in the days of Al Capone, Abe. That's right. Uh, you know, a lot of the original Pritzker wealth, and it is massive, as you know, uh, Billions, it started yeah. when uh, Abe got really into the real estate business, and he was doing that with a lot of uh, partnerships with the Capone mob. Uh, uh, Capone's uh, financial advisor was his real estate partner, <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and there's countless anecdotal information about how the Capone mob really got, gave him his big start in real estate. Yeah, the, the, and what what fascinates me is that I read your books, and that name jumped out at me uh, when I heard it. I, when I first heard it was when when uh, Penny Pritzker was uh, made the Secretary of Commerce. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. this family's come a long way. But I, well, I, it's, and I, it's been a while since I read the books, Gus. But I, <laughs> I, I remember getting the feeling that the the mob uh, on different levels. Uh, Going up to the white white collar crime guys, all the way down to the you know the gangsters mm -hmm. with that running around with Al Capone, they all um, they they had a a really good recognition of the fact that getting into politics was a really good idea and sneaking <laughs> in there and, and they placed a lot of people in important political positions in Chicago and Illinois, right? Uh, yeah, uh, political positions and in uh, uh, positions of of uh, in the legal world. Uh, that was the key. Become a lawyer, and you know, and you really get uh, insulated from a lot of problems. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I mean, it, it's an amazing background because historically, there some members of their family touched on every kind of uh, crime you can think of, from uh, uh, real estate to bank fraud to um, most of it. Most of it, white collar crime, which of course in this country is rarely prosecuted, so they they can claim they've never been found guilty of anything. But of course, uh, the family over the years has had massive fines, which is what the SEC usually does to white collar criminals. Uh, I think they paid almost a five hundred million dollar fine for bank bank fraud, which was in nineties, which was the, set a record for fines. You know, if you or I this is the a fraction family? of that, we'd have been in jail for a hundred years. This is the Pritzker family was fined fined that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my note here. Four hundred and sixty million dollars <laughs> they were fined in, in two thousand and one uh yeah. for bank fraud with a, a superior bank of New York. Um they they uh were fined prior to that by the IRS for uh, for uh tax evasion, uh, or they would call it avoidance, I guess, the legal term, <laughs> but I would call it tax evasion. Uh you know, they practically in the Pritzker history, um, 
the Pritzker Law Firm from Abe, they came up with the whole idea of Caribbean offshore uh, banking to hide your uh, they income. It? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Burton Cantor from um, uh, uh, a partner at Pritzker and Pritzker Law Firm, they created this thing called Castle Bank, and uh, which everybody was using. All the white-collar criminals were using it to hide their money. And, of course, like I say, uh, what usually happened was they would get these massive fines and uh, yeah, you can look up Castle Bank sometime. It's legendary. That that's the Pritzker Law Firm put that together. They were also involved with uh, creating the Teamster Pension Fund. We all know about that, Jimmy Hoffa, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so it's endless. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing. And, yeah. And, and this guy named Pritzker is the governor of Illinois right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Does well, anybody in Illinois know, know the connection? Yeah. What's that? Does anybody in Illinois know what his grandfather was into? <laughs> Oh, they know. <laughs> they but, don't care. Uh, yeah, they just don't seem to care, you know. Uh, and then again, there's no evidence that the governor ever did any of this stuff, but certainly, sure. he, you know, he's the heir to the, the Hyatt Hotel chain, which was part of Abe's uh, real estate empire, mm-hmm. and uh, that was all connected to organized crime and to uh, uh, tax evasion. And I've often thought that, you know, the Pritzkers are famous in Illinois for um, – their philanthropy, which is wonderful. I mean, they've given away hundreds of millions of dollars, which I always thought was part of uh, sort of guilt feelings about where the money came from. Yeah, yeah. It came from tax avoidance or evasion or whatever you want to call it. Um, We're talking to uh, Gus Russo. It's a colorful family. (laughs) Yeah, he's the author of several books, uh, including two that I read, Supermob and The Outfit, that I highly recommend. And I I recommend any book that he wrote based on what I read in those two. But um, I, I, I just... It just kind of fascinates me that I see that name Pritzker, and every time I see it, I think of the books I read that he wrote. But I also, it's it kind of it seems kind of strange to me that I've never seen it mentioned anywhere when Pritzker, um, either when Penny was um, was nominated and then confirmed for Secretary of Commerce, or any, or any time that uh, Abe, the governor, has popped up in the news. I've never seen it mentioned anywhere. Um, no, I agree. It's his, amazing. I think part of it is because. Uh, you know, I, I, well, they've never, Penny or, uh, you know, or, or JB or any of these people have never been charged with anything because it all happened, uh, probably most of the Pritzker crime history happened before, you know, they inherited their money. But the yeah. question yeah, is, but if, uh, any, if, if, I, if they were named Capone, you know, if it was, if it was <laughs> Abe Capone. Would people, you know, say, well, geez, uh, he's Al Capone's grandson, because he's the grandson of a gangster. Well, the, also the difference is if their name was Capone, they would have been put put in prison. But you know, right. uh, th- that's that's the difference, and they wouldn't have been allowed to keep a penny of that ill-gotten gains. But that's not mm-hmm. the way it works in certain circles, you know. And when you have the political clout of uh, you know billions of dollars, literally in in uh, in the trust, um, you know, uh, people uh, aren't going to bring that kind of stuff up. You know, Capone well, didn't have had- that, you know. We had a guy on last week on the show uh, talking about the uh, ridiculous salaries and pensions that are being paid to people in Illinois government. Uh, the reason we had him on is because the Illinois, because Abe wants the federal government to bail Illinois out and and pay off all these uh, ridiculous pensions that everybody's getting. They want me to pay for it here in Pennsylvania with federal mm. tax dollars. Um, is there uh, a, a much you know? So is there? A, a lot of uh, that's still going on out there. I mean, how much corruption do you think there is in Illinois and Chicago government? Well, I haven't really studied Illinois lately. Uh, the Outfit book came out in 2000, and Korshak, the Super Mob book, came out in 2006. Um, so I haven't followed what's going on currently, but I think just in general, it's pretty clear that uh, uh, white-collar crime is the way to go because you get a slap on the wrist. Nobody ever goes to jail. I mean, look at all the bank fraud that's gone on in the last uh, you know, 10 years or so, you know, Wells mm-hmm. Fargo and you name it. Uh, I, I know of, of uh, operations where the IRS, uh, Treasury, and so forth have investigated um, uh, money laundering for the, the Medellin drug cartels, and it all goes right through known American banks, the big ones, and uh, they know it. The bank, the, the people who own the bank know where the money comes from, obviously, but uh, nobody ever goes to jail. So, uh, no, it, it's gotten perfected. There's a wonderful book I recommend to everybody called Perfectly Legal, 
it's about how they've legalized uh, tax evasion by, you know, writing the laws, by hiring the, the lobbyists who, you know, who, who, who get the laws made, the tax laws made in, in Washington. And uh, it's, it's one big uh, book about tax evasion and making it legal. Capone didn't have that. He, he, the, the, the big mistake was not hiring a lobbyist. <laughs> to write yeah, the laws, right. you know? uh, yeah. so no, it's massive. White collar crime now is is insane. Uh, the things that go on on a daily basis, in, in like on Wall Street and so forth, um, you know, make the Capone gang look like a bunch of pikers. Yeah, that's uh, the, the talk. To me, uh, I mean, uh, uh, flush that out a little bit more. That's uh, you told me that. Well, on the well, phone the, the, the other thing day. that the thing that one of the things that jumps out at me, and you, you've seen you've seen this in in documentaries like The Big Short and things like that, where they talk about these uh, bond rating companies who who uh, remember in the in the bank collapse in uh, in two thousand and eight that happened because uh, Moody's and and companies like that that rate these junk bonds, all those phony real estate uh, mortgages that they bundled, everybody knew they were worthless but they rated them as an A rating so they could sell them to people overseas who didn't know any better. And it was a big con, and it, it, caught, it almost dumped the whole world economy. Uh, and, um, uh, but keep in mind, nobody went to prison. Just gonna say uh, that, and yeah. this was, we were talking billions and billions of dollars. A million people lost their mortgages in this country. And now if Capone did that, you know, just think about it. So they, they, they've uh, gotten to the point where... Uh, White collar crime uh, is never prosecuted, and and um, that's that's pretty startling when you think about it. Uh, well, is that it, is that a sign that the that that the that organized crime has has moved has, has become quote unquote legitimate? In, oh, yeah, in other yeah. words, they're well, not exactly. shooting people in the streets anymore, but they're still it, crooks. Yeah, it's exactly what Meyer Lansky and all those guys wanted. They've perfect. It's been perfected. Uh, you know, by people from you know uh, uh, white shoe law firms and uh, and Ivy League schools, they've perfected its crime and it's organized and it's really organized. But they were smart enough to keep get all the politicians in their pockets, and uh, they can get away with just about anything. Uh, so you know, I, I wrote that at the in the afterword of my book, The Outfit. I, I, I said, well, if you think these guys were bad, <laughs> I just wrote a few pages on what's going on in. in uh, in the corporate world, and um, you know, it, it's sad. It, it is organized crime. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no, no other way to look at it. Your book about the super mob with uh, the Sidney Korshak. Uh, t- tell us who he, I know who he was, but uh, tell us who he was and um, and how much of what he did is still going on now. I guess you kind of just went through what's going on now. Well, well, he was a little different case in the sense that. Uh, the organized crime guys uh, back then, the outfit and so forth, they controlled labor uh, for about 40 or 50 years through all the unions that they took over in the 30s. Uh, they controlled um, the Teamsters, of course, and other big and theatrical labor unions. Therefore, in order to do business um, for all those years, if you were a major business, you had to make sure that those unions wouldn't strike you and that they would cut you sweetheart deals on uh, salaries for the union members. And the way that had to be done was by uh, uh, paying off organized crime, the bosses who ran the unions. So Sidney Korshak was the man who answered the phone. He, you know, all day long, he would just get a phone call from this corporation or this movie studio saying, how much is it going to cost so I don't get struck? when I opened my business or when we start our movie and he'd give him a quote and they'd pay it. And life went on like that for about 40 years for him where he would just answer the phone and give him, and he would, then he would call Tony Accardo in Chicago and get a price and then call Columbia studios back and say, Oh, that movie, that'll cost you $50,000. And then no problem. You won't have it. You won't have an issue with the teamsters. And that's, that went on for a long time, but basically the FBI ultimately broke up the stranglehold on the Teamsters of, of organized crime in the uh, 80s. So that sort of world doesn't exist anymore. But like, like we said, it sort of moved on to um, big, big financial crime, you know, in, in legitimate banks. I got only I got less than two minutes. You wrote a book uh, with and about the main character in one of my favorite movies, Goodfellas, Henry Hill. Gangsters and Goodfellas, the mob witness yes. protection and life on the run. What did you find out about Henry Hill that wasn't in the movie Goodfellas? 
Um, let's see. Oh, boy. Uh, well, a lot. This was more about his life after he went into witness protection, okay. and, and, and the movie ended when he went in. You know, so we pick up yeah. from the point where at the end of the movie where he picks up the newspaper on the front of his uh, uh, poor, poor, his porch in witness protection. So it's about the rest of his life. So there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell you well, one, thing that I, one thing that I learned uh, that, uh, uh, speaking of all this corruption and stuff, you know how in Hollywood they have the floating bottom line where there's never a profit so that people who are participants in profit sharing in movies uh, never get uh, paid. And there's a story about that just yesterday for um, that movie yes, that movie called Yesterday about the Beatles song mm-hmm. that came out and, and yeah. Harry Potter, uh, just in a Hollywood reporter, where nobody, the investors didn't make a penny on it. And all those movies, of course, made tons of money. Uh, well, Henry had two percentage points he told me at least in the movie Goodfellas, which made five hundred million dollars, and he never got uh, at one percent because, according to the uh, brilliant white-collar Hollywood uh, accountants, it, it never really made a profit. So it, it sort of wow. circles us back to what we're talking about. They have a way of doing creative accounting in Hollywood, where uh, movies don't make profits anymore. So the invest- investors or the people who have profit sharing never see a penny. The directors and the actors and the studio finds a way to make money, but the actual financiers or people who were cut deals, um, they're not paid. So that was just in the paper um, today or yesterday about that, that movie yesterday, which nobody ever made any money, although it made $100 million profit. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, I'm out of time. Just uh, hey, Gus Russo, thanks for being here. I'll tell you, everybody, just, just uh, Google Gus Russo, look at all his books, and read any one of them, and you'll be happy you did. Thank <laughs> oh, you, Gus. I love that advertisement. Thank you, John. <laughs> thanks, Take Gus. Care. We'll do it again. Yep. Thank you. I we'll be right so. back. Yep. Well, we're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Eric Metaxas here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. 
Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I only have about a minute left here. I want to mention again Gus Russo. Uh, I read the two books, The the Outfit and Supermob. They were written a while ago, but you could pick it up today. And I, I mean, people say this all the time. You won't want to put it down, either one of those books. Just fascinating about the organized crime. And he's written a bunch of other books, including Live by the Sword, which is about the Castro. Uh, is, it's, it's about um, the, the assassination of uh, JFK and, and, and Castro. And he's a, he's a great investigative reporter. I want to tell you one quick story from, I believe it was the, the outfit. There was a guy named Curly Humphrey. Never, people, most people never heard of the guy. He was a big-time gangster, but he was very smart and kept himself away from the media, and he wasn't known the way Al Capone was, but he was every bit as powerful. And he was involved in the unions, and one of the unions handled, did the work for the laundry, uh, the laundry for hotels, all the hotels in Chicago. And he used it, it was a legitimate business, and he sent money through his laundries and claimed that that's where the money came from when he talked to the government about his income. And that's where the term money laundering comes from. How about that? Heard that term a million times? Curly Humphrey, that's where it came from in Chicago, and he was a gangster. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.